0: So welcome back to the JJ Hour. If you're new here, or this is your first time, not to worry, it's only our second. So I'm your host, Jay, and with me is my co-host. I'm John. So this is an hour-long, one-take podcast that covers a variety of topics in tech, politics, and current events. And so today's going to be a hot topic in current events, and we're going to kind of talk about racism. But instead of going the normal route, we're going to dive into uh, my and John's personal background experiences with racism. Um, so John, what's our first question?
1: Uh, discrimination in America, how we personally dealt with adversity and the experience we had with discrimination during our childhood.
0: Okay, yes, yeah, so that's a big, heavy topic. Um, so for me, I kind of grew up as in a nomadic life. So I got to see the United States in the the late 80s, uh, early 90s, um, all up and down. So I I grew up all up and down the East Coast. So if we're from Georgia up to south of North Carolina, lived in Maryland, lived in in D.C., um, and and my family also lived in Ohio and, and California too around that time frame. So because of all that moving back and forth, um, I didn't have one specific town or, or city or area uh, down south is completely different than, you know, up north in D.C., Maryland area, just how they treated you, uh, yeah. uh, how the civil rights movement was moving along at that time or, or just the free movement, you know, was moving around the time, especially in the, in the early 90s, um, how people were treated things like that were, were vastly different. Um, and so... So for me, how did how did I perceive racism or or deal with it? Again, you know, went by went by what what I was taught. So uh, my younger formative years were down in Georgia, um, outskirts of Atlanta, which is now, now it's all built up land. so a lot more built up than it was before. By the time we we're in the outskirts of Atlanta, so in the suburbs, and we were definitely poor. Um, you know, lower middle class on the best of days when both the parents were working hard or getting a bonus for Christmas or something. But, you know, on average, my my mom's been an education or a teacher and and my dad has has a lot of odd jobs here or there, especially back then when he was going going back to school while working at the same time. So we saw, you know, we got taught, can't go to these stores, don't go to this side of town, don't go here, don't go there. Um, you could you could tell the differences between how how white people treated uh, like like in the school system or how white people treated my mom as a teacher for the times when my mom was in the same school as me versus other 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 students and also just when you're back at home right you hear it you hear the arguments and, and the complaints or just the venting right you know when your parents are venting to each other about a hard day at work and you know the discrimination things that happen there so I got the, the standard, you know, what I would consider the standard down South treatment when you're growing up and hanging out with all the other, uh, black kids or mixed kids. Um, I wasn't mixed, but just, you know, up with all the minorities, then they, that helps shape you. Right. You, you, you see from their point of view, you see the, you see the difference you get. Hold on. I kind of, for my thoughts here, you kind of see how, how, uh, you're treated and how you're seen, but when you're with everybody of your same color, it's all normal, right? You know, when I'm with all my friends yeah. or something like that, it's fine. It's normal. Everyone's getting along and, and, and we don't really perceive the race differences as much, but it's then when Whoa.
1: you have the, uh, that white, uh, the white guy that grew up just as poor as you i know you probably had one of right those.
0: that's right exactly yeah yeah <laughs> that, one of them you know, that's him. that's you know just kind of one of you guys and, and and you get along with them and everything's fine but it's when you but when you start stepping out of that right it's when like I said my dad's going to going back to school They got at the time maybe he was getting his master's maybe he's a good bachelor. i know, he, you know eventually he's got his master's so it's maybe by the time he was getting his master's and so he's going back to school for his master's so when you go to like a the the nicer part of town to go to the college campus he was going to um, you know, or when you drove to a nicer party town to get something done or do something. And then you see, you know, then you enter the spark of, it's all white people around you. And then they're looking at you and they're giving you their eyes. Um, you know, everything, all the standing things you've heard or read in books or seen. right? People cross the streets from you. People, um, you know, my mom not going to certain stores. I was like, why can't we go to this store? And it's like, Hey, you know, yeah, we really shouldn't go to this store. Let's go over here to this one instead. Um, and just, you know, those, those kind of what I consider standard, but maybe not to everybody, but at least for me, those standard, you know, racist acts or
1: actions. Yeah. What is your uh, first blatant uh, racist thing somebody has done to you?
0: Um some minutes i decided to know what my first one is yeah, right like, I, don't, I don't know i know my first one i know though so you know again as you're younger and you see it you know it's, it's not as obvious right it's, it's always, always obvious and you don't always use those terms right like like a, a seven-year-old kid using the term racist like oh you know that was racist or that guy was being racist against me that's not or at least at the time that wasn't the word you use. Or we didn't have the internet like yeah. we do now or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or, well, well, was well mine's
1: is a mine's a little different. Like I was my first experience wasn't even from a white person. I think like from memory serve, my first racist experience was from a uh, actually Chinese person. Mm-hmm. So uh, I grew up more in more in the hood, you know what I mean? I grew up like in West Philly, North Philly, you know what I mean? Um, I get later down the line after Jay tells the story, but uh, my first experience was with a Chinese uh, old man follow me in the store, thinking that I was a thug and was gonna steal. You know what I mean? That was like my first. I was. Uh, I was really. I felt like he was walking around the store, making sure I didn't steal anything. Right. And uh, we are his biggest customers. You're like legitimately out in West Philly, and majority of us are black well you're going to follow all the young black people around in the store because it was other white it was a couple of white people in the store uh didn't follow them around only young black black kids you know what i mean just following and get out the store buy something you know what i mean that was my first experience and 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 it kind of like why is he harassing me you know what i mean i'm only like i think i was seven or eight right uh yeah, it was. A, it was. It had a big impact on how I perceived stuff later on in life. Um, See,
0: and sometimes I that was normal, right? Like in in the in the South, that was kind of yeah, the norm. And even even as I got older, middle school and stuff, and I moved up to DC, Maryland area, or go you know we'd visit DC, Maryland when I was younger too. But even when I was older, I'd walk around DC, um, DC, Maryland, it's it was the same same thing. You would get that, you know, in, in the stores. Obviously, right? Yeah, like in the hood, normal. they have the glass up or the bulletproof glass or the bars on the windows, and then we, yeah, but know. it's not
1: normal if they only following you, like you, like even a kid at a kid, you notice things, right? Sure, so but let's I say I didn't sure put it as me. racist,
0: right? At the time. What what now no. I now I do, but as a kid, yeah. I didn't put it as racist. Right? As a kid, I understood that. Hey, like you know, they don't like me, but. It was just they don't like me, right? It's not, it's not, yeah, no. they don't like, I don't put it as they didn't like a whole group of people just because of my color. It was they don't like yeah. me because of my color, right? It wasn't, and, and yes, it is racism. Yes, it was racism. I said as a kid, I just didn't, I, I knew it was yeah. happening. I knew what it was, right? I knew that I couldn't go certain place. I knew that certain people would look at me differently yeah. or do things, but I don't put it as racism. So my first time experiencing it that like I was like, oh, this, is, someone's being racist to me was, you know, when I was older. Just because of those other times, that was normal to me. It was just normal, right? You just grew up. And, and I was a nomad too. Like I said, we moved a lot. We moved every couple of years. Um, young, younger years, not as much. But, you know, especially from uh, elementary school, you know, fourth grade on up, we moved every couple of years. I went to multiple elementary schools, two middle schools, two high schools. Um, and so, or three middle schools, actually. But so, so because of that, and, and some private, some public. So because of that, everywhere I went, someone looked at me different, right? It wasn't just because of my skin color. It was also because I'm the new guy coming into your neighborhood. And nowadays, people move a little bit more, right? Or later on, I joined the military. So people in the military are used to moving. But a lot of people, even right now in America, a lot of people, you know, were born and raised in the same part of town or in the same city or town or whatever, right? So if I'm the new guy walking to D.C., i stand like, out right like it's like if i'm you know the other black people are looking at me weird because it's like who is this guy who's this kid let's get
1: a percentage here like most people die uh two miles from where they grew up right <laughs> like you know what i mean so yeah that's understandable um yeah so um all right so my experience is a little different because you, you know we grew up a little different. Um, so I grew up in, uh, pretty much all dominant black, uh, neighborhoods. Right. So like, um, uh, I grew up in uh, West Philly. Actually, my mom went to school with, uh, Will Smith. So I grew up in Upland way, uh, uh, in West Philly, uh, kind of, kind of a harsh neighborhood. Uh, grew up in, uh, North Philly, different parts of Philly. It, it was some, some reasons why I moved around in, in, uh, Philly. We get to that later. Uh, Cause it's so, up to like, no
0: good. He's not making trouble no, in the neighborhood. No, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's funny because that's pretty pretty much how I live my life. But uh, uh, my first, uh, so the adversity I had more of a problem was uh, that black people was classified as a certain type of like thing. Like, so if you're black, you're you're this particular thing, right? So like all the black people in their neighborhood kind of like couldn't get out of that mindset so like when i was younger uh when i was younger i lived in north philly uh so instead of like uh main discrimination black people were kind of putting each other down like i told you uh uh we talked about this before they uh drug dealers burned our house down while we were in it with little kids in it it was uh my mom my cousin and me and my uh, mom's boyfriend at a time, kid. Right. And they threw bottles of fire in the house and tried to burn the house down, just because my mom called the cops on the drug dealers that sit on their stoop. So it's not like a community. Black people don't have like a community like other cultures. And uh, those are the type of black people that get stereotyped, and everybody, like, it seems like everybody thinks I'm that type of person. So no matter where I went, it was like, you're that type of person. I grew up in that type of environment. Um later on I moved to uh after North Philly, we moved to West Philly. Then uh West Philly I was getting in trouble, you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> getting into like getting into trouble like you know what I mean, little fights and stuff like that. Um um anytime we go into like uh anytime we do anything in a group if a white person seen that you're in a group, you get, uh, the police called on you. Yep. Like <laughs> legitimately we went to, we went to go get like, uh, fries with like hot sauce on it. You know, like, uh, they have Chinese restaurants that you could just buy like little bag of fries back in the day. I don't know if you still can do it now. And we used to get hot sauce put on uh, fries. So if you're like with a bunch of friends and you're just walking down the streets and, it's just so happened this white lady that doesn't even live, doesn't even live in a neighborhood sees you walking down the street is automatically you did something wrong. Right. And that's the kind of environment I, I lived in. So I got to see racism pretty early in my life. I got to see a more of a discrimination against each, uh, uh, the black community against each other. Sure. So right. Interesting- so then
0: as a, but as a kid, did you go, Oh man, these people are racist or these people are discriminated yes. by race like did yes, you use I, that word where you were you like yeah, oh I man these dis- guys are all racist
1: discrimination uh it's so blatant and i i think my mom pretty much taught me when i was young the difference uh the the uh racism and discrimination my mom taught me at a young age that uh this is this is not right she said this no is no not
0: no right, no no it's not that it's not right right because I understood that is where you're yeah. saying hey you're racist you're yeah prejudice so yeah, right Were we you saying say hey racist. you're prejudiced? Said, right you know you're prejudiced based off of this okay
1: you no know, we didn't say, we didn't have the we didn't have the terminology to differentiate the racism discrimination bias and all that other stuff we we literally knew we literally knew racism you know what I mean? We literally, we literally lived it. Uh, so that's a little bit of my background. We talked, we talked about it a, a, a few times uh, in regular conversations. Uh, it gets really, really deep. My life is, <laughs> my I can write a book of the stuff that happened in my life, all the crazy stuff that happened in my life. But uh, uh, later down the line, I fe- I found that uh, no matter what you do people are going to just judge you based on your color. No matter how good you do, no matter how intelligent you uh, speak, they still going to judge me based on my color first. And um, when I got in the military, like when we got in the military, I still experienced racism outside of the military in a different, whole totally different state. Uh, I experienced racism inside the military. So like, um, it's just a, uh, it's just, it's just a, a thing that is going to just take time to uh, help educate people on, like, um, there's no – color shouldn't matter, you know what I mean, if you like a person or not. And it was uh, – and the crazy thing about the racism and being biased and stuff like that, I played with kids when I was younger of all colors. They didn't have no problem uh, playing with us when we were little kids. And when we got older, they change. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like somebody's teaching them to be this way. Um, Do you, do you have any, uh, did you get discriminated against while you was in the military or did you have any type of problems like that while you was in?
0: Sure. Um, not like, so yeah, I know your history and stuff, so not, not, Tuck the level of what you had to deal with. Um, I got in trouble a couple of times. When I was in the military just because I did things <laughs> and I got myself in trouble. <laughs> but, um, you know, as you know, the, end of the story, is I made it out and I'm okay now. But at you the like time, Chris Brown that's why. <laughs> By the time I did stuff that was, you know, <laughs> like, like I got in trouble. But, but the stuff I did wasn't, uh, the stuff I did for the military wasn't correct. So, one, one experience, right, was was when i got arrested um when i was living in wyoming and the, the trouble i got from the military with i got arrested on the, on the civilian side the trouble i got while i was in the military from it was the standard you know i messed up i got arrested i missed a movement i missed a i missed a, uh, some flights and Wise to training i was supposed to do and, and some stuff like that right so like they they gave me the standard punishment but not i don't feel like they gave me extra punishment because i was black or because or, or, or i wasn't you know wasn't white or anything of that nature but the whole, me, whole get, me getting arrested that whole situation was literally strictly because i was black even the arresting officer told me uh, as i'm in his patrol car i'm like you know what did i do then what happened and he's like it's like, I oh, don't know, man. Normally this would be a citation, but my supervisor came out and said I have to uh, have to arrest you for it. And so, you know, but that's small town Wyoming where there's only like three black people there. So you know what I mean you know what I mean like being there, there a, a, Yeah, there, there was a ton <laughs> of racism there and the, you know and yeah. the, the military put me there obviously because, you know, you know, the military stationed me there for a couple of years. And so there was a lot of racism there. There's a lot of just ignorance, you know, obviously to black people because you're, you're talking about small town places and and even like you know uh yeah. Wyoming Nebraska some some more rural parts of, of Montana and, and Colorado you're talking about people who've you know never seen a black person before in their life the only only thing they know about black people is what right when we were growing up what they told us that you can be basketball player a comedian or a, a or a rapper right and so yeah. that's that's literally entertainer. What, or entertainer right yeah and that's literally what you know it's so a growing up black people probably from all over the country have all been told this um you know being i grew up in different parts and and we both got told this and uh and and in these role like areas you know where it's like population a thousand people literally they're they believe this right so they see me and 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 they assume you know i mean they assume either you know i'm a ghetto person or they assume i'm this, or they assume i'm that yeah even even if they're not even, you know, so it's that prejudice, right? They're prejudging me. Even if it's not necessarily negative, right? Even if they're not like, I'm going to lynch this guy, you know, even if they're not like, I'm, I'm going to hurt this guy whatever. It's just immediately like, oh, we're a little scared of him or, oh, you know, we don't know what to expect or, oh, you know, he must be really good at basketball. Like I want him on my team, right? You know what I mean? And I don't play basketball. I did some football. I did baseball growing up. I did baseball in, in, in middle school. I did track in in, in middle school, and high school. <laughs> so I didn't do any basketball.
1: Quick question. Um, yeah. So you, uh, so the way you talk, all right. So when people hear you speak, do they be like, "Wow, you're educated. Like you can't be educated being black." Like, they, oh right, yes definitely,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, a lot, a lot of people either do that or they'll say, "Oh, that makes you Oreo." You know, black on the outside, white on the inside, because you can, because you can articulate yourself or you can be proper. Um, no, my mom has a. That's kind of do- nice. My, my mom has That's two doctors. That's kind of nice teasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you know a lot of other names, worse things and stuff. Yeah. But you know, yeah, right they now, they can like a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh,
1: they used to call me uh, Charcoal. They used to say that I look like uh, the street. If, you know, the little corny, close your eyes, we can't see you type of yep, jokes. Yep, right, yep. And, yep. And, uh, <laughs> Smile for us so we can see you Yeah, it's time. So yeah, yeah, like it was just, uh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and um, see the thing about the the uh, the racism uh, uh, racism as a whole, uh, we keep ourselves down more than everybody else keeps us down. Like uh, we won't pick each other up. We would teach each other how black we are instead of just being one with each other. You know what I mean? Like if we if we stood one with each other for like 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 how the uh, civil rights movements happen and continue that kind of positivities towards each other I don't think uh and see, I don't think but I
0: think that we did do that right and we still do that right there's a lot of even now there's a lot of movements you know about about you know loving blacks and supporting blacks all this stuff and, and back like you said in the civil rights movement they did a lot of this stuff um but the you know, the media, there's a lot of black and black
1: crime where I was growing up, sure, like, but but there's was, still
0: but there's also a lot of white, right? And the, even you saying that, right? There's also a lot of white and white crime, and statistically, there's no more black and black crime than there's white and white crime. Uh, white people actually commit raw crimes, there's more of them, though, right? So it's, it's not, but that's what the media has taught us, right? You know, the media keeps saying it, they never say the words white and white crime, they'll never say it. that stuff, right? There, there, there's a ton of stuff in the media that puts it as hey, you know, black people you know, why are black people in the settlement? They care about their own stuff. I don't care about that. But you know, same thing like for impoverished areas, they've shown that anytime you have an impoverished, impoverished area or ghetto area or something like that, you have higher crime rates that, that does has nothing to do with your, your race, or your culture. That's a, you know, that's a, a human phenomenon, area, right? That's a human phenomenon with, with, with money, right? With finances. Like if you have a, a poor, right, you know, like a poor white trailer, trash, uh, uh, you know, trailer park, right charlotte charlotte park but you know a, 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 you know, a poor charlotte park also has a higher higher amount of crime and meth and, and yeah. drugs and stuff like that then you know. What i mean that than, than a nice than a nice area town that that's yeah, normal that's the, that,
1: but that's, 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 the, that's the picture we're but, we're, we're right, dictated but, as, but the
0: uh, right yeah. but the picture is that the you know is that oh it's the black peoples that are in the ghettos are about doing things and that's all the, that's all the spot of redlining right that's all the spot of mm-hmm. of the jim crow laws and then redlining which is when they which is when the banks and, and the government and everybody dictated where you could get loans, like where you could buy a house or where you could even rent property out of, you know, based on yeah. your skin color. And that put us all into certain areas of, of cities, of neighborhoods and things like that. And it took, you know, decades before those laws were finally finally abolished and outlawed. But, but that's, you know, it's generational wealth, right? Both of you and I, we know about stocks and, and real estate building and stuff like that. And it's like, that's generational wealth. we're generations behind that we're still playing catch up on now. Definitely. We're still still trying to catch up on that.
1: We, we just trying to catch up getting jobs and not like, uh, like mistaken for another black guy. I'm going to tell you one racist (laughs) uh, racist thing. I don't want to get too much into my, uh, into my uh, life of discrimination and adversity that I have to overcome. Like I told you, I came a long way. Like drug deals tried to burn me. You know what I mean? I almost got, I got pistol whipped and, Guns pulled on me and stuff like that at a young age, and uh, gangs and stuff like that. My dad was a drug dealer, all that type of stuff. I came from all that, like having a deadbeat dad kind of thing, to to where I'm at now. Uh, one of the things that uh, spoke to my mind uh, came to my mind of uh, when I was in the military. Actually, they saw a, a a gold car with rims on it and a black eye on the phone, and I wasn't even. On the base or anything like that and they kind of try to take my base privileges for somebody else driving and talking on their phone. I was mistaken for another black guy and I was a cop mistaken what? for another black guy in the military with a totally different color car. The V they had, I literally had to be like, Hey, go to the video. It wasn't me. I don't go to that. I don't even go out that gate. I wasn't even here. I was minding right. my business. Why am I getting my privileges taken away? Because somebody saw a black guy on a phone that was similar to me, didn't yep. come to me. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And we had little, because uh, I stood up for the other like black airmen that was in, and uh, I just dig the bigger hole for speaking my mind and trying to protect other other people that was getting uh, discriminated against. Um not not a good look. <laughs> no, not, yeah. not a good look. Yeah, I mean you that, that I mean? leads
0: into the whole And
1: when they throw you under the bus too. You like <laughs> you stick your neck out and they throw you under the bus, you're like, yo <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh that's one thing, but uh
0: Yeah, I that that leads, that leads to kind of, you know, when people ask well, you know, oh, America is a lot less racist than it was before, sure. And, or, you know, at least openly, blatantly, race, you know, less racist than it was before. But the big, you know, white privilege or the big privilege that, that we're talking about when we say, like, hey, you have privilege or you have something that we don't have is, isn't that, you know, we don't, like you said, right? You've come a long way from where you were born. And, you know, and I've come a long way from, from, you know, from my meager beginnings. But is that the yeah. benefit of the doubt, right? Like, if, if a white person or a person not not a person of color right is seen driving around or they can't identify who that person is then automatically assume oh let me go to let me go to one of the white people and get them in trouble for it right but for for a person of color for a black person and where you were there was other black people there there's other black people in your squadron as well as other black people in your you know on your base but for them to come to you because right you know what i mean for them to go and say oh what's the black guy we don't like let's go to him yeah. And and you know what I mean right and the QTemo thing, that's just it's the benefit of the doubt, right? They didn't you had to prove a negative. You had to prove you weren't somewhere. This is before we had, you know, yeah. fancy cell phones with like GPS tracking where I can be like, yo, look at my look at my Google Maps history and see have where had to, was. I was. But usually anyway. <laughs> that's my point. You shouldn't have had right, yeah. You shouldn't have <laughs> to prove the negative. It should be automatically assumed, right? It's innocent until proven guilty is what is what they say. But for us, it's not, right? For us, we're constantly having to show that we're not violent, right? Show Show that, hey, I'm not here to hurt you. Show that, hey, you don't got to cross the street from me when you see me. Show that, hey, you know what I mean, right? Show that, hey, I don't have a gun officer. My bad. Like, right, you know what I mean? I got to constantly prove and show that, hey, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not remember your enemy. that. Uh, I'm not your bad guy. Uh,
1: another, another story. This is funny. This is funny, right? Yeah. Uh, this fat white, uh, it was a fat white uh, Reese's, uh guy at this restaurant that I used to work with. He used to like, kind of like fuck with me constantly. Um, he just said little. You know, look you know when they give you a little jab but don't say the N word completely, you yeah. know what I mean? Kinda like tit tat, tit tat, saying like little stuff under their breath that's kinda like oh being close to being a racist, right? Yeah. So uh I had to quit the job because uh the chef threw a plate at me. Uh <laughs> he was mad and he just threw a plate at me and I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not getting I'm not getting plates thrown at me. <laughs> so i I, I did my work and I had to quit because I was I was only fifteen, by the way. This grown man throwing plates at me, but uh, I I I quit and I went to come pick up my check and uh, this guy went like, "Yo, John, John did that. Like something went bad. John did that," and I was like, "Don't fucking be put. I don't work here." Well, why are you, why are you putting your, my name in your mouth? I do not work here anymore. I haven't worked here in three weeks. I'm just getting my check. I did not make anything. I did not do anything. Why are you blaming the only black guy in this kitchen? Like legitimately, he always was trying to do that stuff. And I right. was like... like legitimately i guess other people to blame in the kitchen that actually did it (laughs) like i don't even work here like i came in and get my paycheck so he thought i still worked here and he was trying to pull the blame on pull pull the blame on me i'm like you haven't seen me (laughs) so the first thing you see me is you try to blame me for something why do i have to defend myself when i'm not even working here
0: Right, exactly. You try
1: to get my paycheck cut or, <laughs> like, my last paycheck to <laughs> do shit. Yeah, but that's the, that's the kind of stuff that, like, I know for a doubt if I was a different color that wouldn't happen. Some right. of these issues would not happen. A lot of my a lot of things would go differently. I would have been able to uh, easily get uh, funding for my businesses and uh, ideas and even, like, like, stuff that would have been uh, available for me, like options and like, cause you know, I wanted to do electrical engineering. Right. Like uh, the white guy knew somebody, his dad knew somebody and they'd rather pick, pick him over me, even though I had more certifications and been to school and had more experience. Exactly. And yep. passed the test, They still picked the little white guy that, you know what I mean? His dad had the privilege of knowing somebody, yeah. he failed the test and everything. And that, and and this is the kind of life we have to deal with in America.
0: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you just meant up part in America and we both have traveled overseas before and lived in different uh yeah. lived and in say different countries, stuff like that. How do you see discrimination in, in other parts of the world versus in America? Do, you know, do they have discrimination? Is it worse yeah. being black there they- or better being black there or what?
1: Yeah, so they have discrimination, uh, but it's it's different. It's not, hey, you're there's particular color like, that they discriminate on you. Uh, they will discriminate on you if you're African when, in some of the countries that I've uh, been at because yep. the Africans did something to them. Right. You know what yep. I mean?
0: Yeah, I've seen it, the same uh, thing.
1: It was giving people, like when I was in Australia, the reason why a lot of pe- Australians was telling me they didn't like Africans Is because they was like giving people AIDS on purpose and uh, coming to because Australia is like really blocked off from the world, pretty much. You know what I mean? And uh, and they really opinionated. (laughs) They really opinionated. They don't know the outside world. They only get certain news and stuff like that. So like they just they they consider me American. Everywhere else that I've been in the world, I've been uh, to Australia, Japan uh uh Kwanalupar, bali fiji uh thailand i've been all over the world and i was considered uh, american they knew that i was american i wasn't considered black i wasn't considered african-american i was just considered american and australians just called me american once they heard my accent they'd be like you're american you're american mate.
0: <laughs> you know what i mean right
1: like they love, they love me. They love me. They were like, uh, uh. So they kind of felt like, found it weird. Like, so what do we call you? Like, because like, they kind of really interested in like America. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So like, like, are you just American? Like, what are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just tell them like, I'm, I'm Black American. They were like, why do they call you Black American? They don't understand because everybody in Australia, if you're Australian, you're, you're Australian. Right. If you're, <laughs> if you're British, you're British. You know what I mean? There's dark British people, and they'll be like, oh, you're black British. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Everybody in Japanese that's Japanese, but it's not like it's, you know what I mean? I don't know uh, if you're black and if you're Japanese, would you still be considered Japanese? I don't, I really didn't stay there. You you would know more about that. But yeah, we treat it different in other countries. I think we treat it uh, actually better than we're treated in our own country. Yeah, do yeah. Do you agree with
0: that? Yeah, I, I do. And, you know, the, my short answer is yes, I agree with that. Like you mentioned, you know, I lived in, in Japan for a while, lived in the Middle East for a while, um, and I've traveled all, all throughout the world in Europe and stuff like that. And definitely wherever you go, as soon as they, you know, since you speak, right, So soon they, they hear your accent, your American accent, um, that's what they, they think, right? Like they call you, they call you an American and you're an American, American. And, and, and and from there you get the goods and bads of being an American. You don't get the goods and bads of being an African American or being a black person. You get the good and bads of being an American. Um and, and there are some bads with being an American, but, but at the same time there are some, some goods with it. And and in contrast when you live in a, when you live physically in America and you're black that you don't right i don't get the benefits of being an american while i'm here i get the negatives you know i mean you've even seen uh, like the the you know the Karens or those kind of people who yell out you know go back to where you came from or things of that nature it's like what do you mean go back to where i came from like i've been living live. i've been living in this country as long live. as you've been living in this country right you know <laughs> and i fought and like bled and, and had friends die for this country like you know like i've probably done more yeah. for this country than you've ever done what do you mean go back uh, there's nothing yeah. like this is home you know, i'm american I, I was born and raised in here um yeah. and uh and and so but you know but like you said right when you're when you're australian they weren't like hey you know you're you're this or you're a black american african American. it's just like you're an american and same thing when i was in japan they say the same thing you're either japanese or you're not japanese <laughs> and, and japan's a very you know uh it's like ninety seven percent Japanese in Japan. Japan's all one, you know, all one culture, all one race for the most part. They don't have a lot of mixed people, they don't have a lot of foreigners in general outside, especially yeah. when you, once you move outside of Tokyo. And I live further up north and so as soon as you move outside of Tokyo, it's you know the, the, the foreigner to Japanese ratio drops off tremendously and you're the only one. And I traveled a lot, extensively a lot throughout northern Japan, um, throughout the the Hokkaido island of Hokkaido. Um, and yeah, I, mean, I, I wasn't at some, some towns, some villages, some cities, or, or, you know, the whole city, but areas, I was, you know, one of a hundred foreigners and then <laughs> obviously the only black person, but it's still, even then it wasn't like, Oh my God, it's a black person. It's like, Oh, you know, it's a foreigner. Right. And, 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 and that's it. And that's okay. And so. You'd almost rather have that distinction of just having to deal with yeah. being a foreigner, right? But not bust off your space off, so off your skin color. It's like yeah. just based off of you know your country, right? Or if you right? did the wrong thing or not. Right. Yeah, you
1: know what I mean. Like uh, the, uh, when I was in Australia, you know, they, like I, I was driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> they considered <laughs> the right side of the road. So I was getting used to driving on the wrong side of the road. And one night I got close. You know how we stick to the uh, to the lines, right? Right. I was uh, sticking to the to the line, but they don't normally do it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, um, and the cop came next to me and was like, "Are you all right, Mike? And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yes, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm just like I'm getting used to driving on the side of the road." He's like, "You're American." Oh, I can't do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You're you're American." Oh, that explains it. You're like, right. "All right, have a good day." Yep. All right. Philly, cuz I was uh actually I was taking my friend home from from work late at night. Yep. Philly, same same type of thing. Uh just drop my 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 cousin home, going mind of my business license and registration all of the day. Literally, I go go to go uh go to the light. The cop then didn't see me, see my my skin color, and then once he got next to me and see my face, he stopped and then pulled in back of me and then not after I passed the light, this cop was already pulling me over yep. just because he seen my face. If he didn't see my face or my skin complexion or anything because it was kind of dark, so he had to get next to me at a light, you know, how to, how to have a big lights. He had to see my skin complexion. Pulled me over. No reason. I asked him why he pulled me over. He, he didn't tell me. He was like, oh, there's a snowstorm coming. Uh... I'm like, okay, it's Philly. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, like, we get snow yeah, like, all the time. What's up? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's a snowstorm. I can't drive in the snow. Like, shit. And the right. walls saying I can't drive in the fucking snow. But uh, he pulled me over, and then he asked for license and registration. registration. All my license and registration. Then he has the nerve to be like, where are you coming from? What the hell you need to know where I'm coming from? Like, I'm coming from my cousin's house. Why are you coming from your cousin's house this late? because i'm a grown-ass man but right. you can't say that shit <laughs> you, because you then I it's, gotten, like, it's like
0: hey i thought you were just warning me about a snowstorm Get, you know like yeah, okay I cool i'm on my way all now these other, <laughs> all these
1: other questions like all right, yeah. if i was like if i was white like I, I hate to say it but if if i was actually if i wasn't even as dark black i don't think i would have got <laughs> <laughs> criticized as much but uh yeah, he asked me all these questions. Like, well, I can't just be driving from my cousin's house at midnight. Like, yep. I'm a grown ass man. Like, I'm in my twenties. Yep. Like, I, I should be able to go from a club to like three o'clock and not get harassed all the time by cops. Like, five minutes away from my house. And and, and later later down the line, um, uh, I know I told y'all all that I lived in like bad neighborhoods, and eventually we moved out the hood. We uh we moved on up not that up just like a little almost up the middle class just right at that borderline. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like not eating chips for dinner to like actually eating like a uh, chicken for dinner <laughs>
0: don't got the yeah. real hamburger helper yet but you know you're yeah yeah oh yeah. Yeah, got the, yeah
1: got real meat real meat for uh yeah, so <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's the kind yeah. of thing we deal with on an everyday thing. And you, matter of fact, my uh, my wife didn't notice, didn't know anything about discrimination or like how bad racism was. And so she had to come over here. She, she's Australian, with, by the way, for everybody listening. Huh? I
0: said she's Australian, by the way, for everybody listening. Yeah, she's, 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 she's from
1: Australia. Head. So like, so she didn't have to deal with this as much. And she doesn't realize uh, how much white privilege she has. She just, like, now she's starting to realize it. Like, oh, I can get away with this. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to yep. talk on the phone. I'm like, yo, go in there. Like, go over there. Do that for me. You know, you're not going to say no, it's me. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yep. get a discount. You know what I mean? Like, So... Yeah, I'm starting to, she's starting to, it's starting to open our eyes. Yep. You know what I mean? We had a, you know what I mean? We've been together for like over, like over three years, about four years, four years. Right. Oh, don't tell her I don't remember how many years. <laughs> <laughs> how many years. That's between that. I won't even tell her to listen to this podcast. <laughs> She'll skip I'm this saying. episode. It wasn't that good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <I'm saying. laughs> Uh, no yeah I've, I've had some experiences so you know i was in, in japan got pulled over heck even even in i won't use japan i'll use saudi arabia so saudi arabia jumping back from the airport and uh me, me and another black guy actually and we get rear-ended um we get rear-ended going back to our home and you know the police come and they're like crap and we don't speak any arabic or pashtar or anything and luckily luckily for us we got rear-ended by a uh by this little, by a Pakistani guy, this little Pakistani guy, and his his car. We were in an SUV. His car kind of went under SUV, um, and 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 you know, <laughs> kind of got a little damaged. And so we're an armored SUV too. So like <laughs> his his little his little whatever. You know, if you ever go overseas, those cars are sometimes like really small little like nothing cars that when it when it match our our safety inspections here in America. So his little whatever it was thing got all dented up. So we're like crap, and you know, cop comes out. And, yep, yeah, as soon as the cop sees us and is like, oh, American? And we're like, yep. He's like, you guys are good. Go ahead, go. And they then started yelling at the poor Pakistani guy. And, and you know, whatever happened to him, he got a ticket. He got taken to jail. He got killed. Something <laughs> happened to him. Who knows, right? But we left, right? But again, we got, we got that American privilege, right? Just yeah. for being American, right? Not that we're not right, Yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. We just got that American privilege. Uh, and yeah. then in the States, See um, I'm um down in Georgia, so I'm in Dalton now, and I'm driving uh driving from like Atlanta back to a uh, place called Brunswick, Georgia. I was I was going to the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, Fletse um, So I was a one part of my past. I was a federal agent, and so you know heading back to heading back to my dorm room and at the at that training center, and I get pulled over along the highway there what's that uh, uh 95 probably right so i can put over on the highway there and you know same thing as you i got pulled up wasn't doing anything wrong uh you know didn't do anything cop drove one way It's like the, not highway when you think highway not like a major highway right it's only like two lanes two lanes you can go by right so cop passes me going opposite direction of me and uh for whatever reason sees me doesn't like me thought I was doing something wrong, thought I might be doing something wrong. I fit a description. Who knows why, right? But he, he does a U turn uh on the highway, right? Like on on a major road we're going like seventy five miles per hour. He does a U turn. And so I'm like, oh put on the blinkers, make sure everything's ready, make sure i my license registration kinda of ready to go, you know, have everything pre pre planned, pre prepared. So that way he knows I have nothing. I'm you know, I'm being compliant, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, and and same thing you, right? You know. He has some bullshit reason for pulling me over. And I'm a federal agent, so it's like, I understand law enforcement, right? I've, I've been I've been military police for a while. I've done, I've done done traffic stops for years before, so it's like, yeah, I, I understand, right? Saying, it's like, like, it's like I understand what you're doing. I understand how actual yeah. traffic stops are supposed to be. And I'm literally, like, heading back to, to a training center where they're, like, training cops on how to do things. So it's like, I understand how it's supposed to go down. Um, it's not like I'm just some random guy. And, you know, but you get that, then you get a whole ride out where they're asking all these extra, you know, uh, probative questions, right, investigative questions to where they can try to get some, you know, try to raise their suspension, right, suspicion, right, they're trying to, they're trying to get that reasonable suspicion, so they can yeah. pull you out of the car so they can charge you with something, or so they can get you on that road, right, where are you going, you know, where have you been, how many drinks have you had, or, you know. What you were doing there who were you with and all these kind of questions right see if you stutter see if you mix it up see if you mess up on the an answer and hell i mean you could just be nervous and mess up on the answer right but but you know they the try to see try to just make you stumble make you make a mistake so then they can pull you over and they can pull you out of the car and arrest you or or get you on a charge or search you um whether they're going to plant something or not, but they can kind of get you to that point right and then and then when you ask well you know why'd you pull him out you could play like, well when i asked him you know only liars you know if he was telling the truth he would just tell me exactly where he was and would have a problem with it but he must be lying or something because it was suspicious how he answered he was nervous or blah blah, blah. no we we're nervous because you got a gun and we don't want to get shot <laughs> not nervous yeah, because left. not nervous because i was coming back from my aunt you know from my aunt's house who's a you know who's a doctor and and has a nice big house right at, you know in Augusta, and so it was like perfectly fine like you know what i mean like it's a little, not nervous because where i was coming from i'm nervous because you're here and if i get in trouble with you and if i get a little rowdy with you you know and call you and call you back on your name and you arrest me and you've got uh, a trumped up charge and i get away with the charge but just that time of being in jail for the weekend is going to screw me out of or having to get released on monday is going to screw me out of training right and then my job as a federal agent gets screwed up because of it it's like like you now have the power to mess up my career over something stupid, yeah. you know. I mean, over, over honestly, like a illegal traffic stop. But again, I can't bring yeah. this up right now because it's not worth my career to fight you on on, on prejudging me or being racist. But you know, yeah. but that's it. Sa- same same similar situation as, as what you got up there in Philly. You know, you have to bite your Philly. tongue, but if you're a parent, yep, you gotta was you gotta a bite Karen, your you tongue. Can, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like say whatever you have, say whatever you want. Put your hands on the cop. And just get carried away like your feathers and uh, <laughs> you know, thrown yep. in the car. Yep. If you get thrown in the car. You get talking to, you get talking to if you're a caring. You know what I mean? Like right. if we you know what I mean I had to bite my tongue, you know what I mean? Because uh at one time the cop I was right up I was like twenty feet away from my house. Like I got pulled over. I don't even know what he pulled me over for. I still don't know to this day. He pulled me over. And uh, he says something racist as all hell. You you know you're not reaching for a gun, are you? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, a question. Remember I told you this? I actually yeah. called you, and I was so pissed yeah, off. I do remember that. You know what I mean? Yep. This, this dude pulled me over right around from the, I didn't even do nothing because literally I'm at my house. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> like, like you, yeah, <laughs> you were
0: literally like pulled up to your to the to the townhouse yeah. to the house. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's like more white dominant area, I guess now but right. uh, it was suspicious, uh, and my car looked like a hoopty, I guess, you know what I mean, it looked yep. like a black person car, you know what I mean, and, I would, and he was like, you're not reaching for a gun, are you, I'm like, no, like, oh my god, that was so off, you don't know how, you know how frustrating it is, but <laughs> yep. blatantly say that in my face, and I can't respond, like, yo, what kind of what kind of question
0: is that? I know, right? You can't be like you ain't reaching when for a donut, you, are you? But you can't say you. I tell, if I
1: was reaching for a gun, would I tell you I'm reaching for a gun? Okay. I don't think I would be telling you that I'm reaching for a gun. I just pull out a gun. <laughs> and I wasn't pulling out nothing. I just had my hands on the freaking steering wheels because I know the deal. And yep. then he kinda reached for his gun and it just frustrated and and like he didn't even ask me for my license and registration, I don't believe. I I can't even I don't even remember what he did. It literally was the shortest uh, stop ever. Right. You know I me. Mean? I'm like I live right there. I pointed to my house. I'm like I will live right there. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, he said, "Have a nice day." No, I'm not gonna have a fucking nice day. You just really <laughs> frustrate me. This is what this world comes to. Yes. You harassing me <laughs> twenty feet away from my house. It,
0: it is, uh, I, and I will, I will say this because you mentioned you know at that moment you're driving a little hoopty. I will say this that matters too, right? Like that prejudice goes not just to you know to to just your skin color, right? But it's it goes down to how you dress and what kind of cars you drive. You know, you know, how
1: can you afford, how can you afford the nice car? Or correct, the nice but, and, and Right. And
0: discriminated. Against exactly. The, and, 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 against that's, the, the and that's the, job. that's like the self-fulfilling prophecy they have where they're like, yeah. well, only, only bad people, you know, will have a hoopty or only a poor person will have this. And it's like, well, I can't not be poor. Because, you know, because I'm injured or because I'm hurt or because just, you know, because life dealt me some bad, you know, a bad hand of cards or because, you know, because I grew up poor, it's hard for me to break out of that. And so, yes, I'm driving a hoopty, but I'm driving it so I can have jobs while I'm going to school at night so I can be better, right? Yeah, you know I mean, so I can better myself. I'm, I'm driving this thing. And same thing, you know, even when I moved here, when I left Japan, I, you know, I was an adult and I moved back here to, uh, to Northern Virginia and I was living in a really nice apartment you know, uh, I'm right outside, right across the water from, from DC. Uh, you know, my apartment was probably about, and this is, I was only living there, right? So I'm not even a roommate. I'm spending almost $3,000 a month on my apartment. Yeah. It's just me. Right. And so it's like a nice apartment. I have nice little two bedroom, uh, apartment I got. And, and you know what I mean? And, and I, and I bought a little, I bought this little hoopty, bought this old cheap car. And only because i didn't need to drive and i never drove anywhere i always just you know I could, I could walk to work i could take the metro uh take the train station i live right by a train station um so i could take that right in if i needed to and so there's just no reason to, to have a car but there was like one or two times a month like like physically like one or two times a month if i needed to drive something and before i really was just renting a car every every time I need it to I was like I guess this is as economical let me go buy a little cheap car so I have it when I need it to right so that's what I did so I'm driving home in this whole you know in this little hoopty and you get pulled and I get pulled over and the cop the cops come into a full what, what's considered a high-risk traffic stop so normally when you get pulled over by a cop right Maybe he has a partner with them. Maybe not, you know, they sit there for a little while, have their lights shined on you. They type their stuff in the computer. Then they get out, you know, basically they're running your plates, whatever, make sure you don't have any wants or warrants and, and things of that nature. Right. Then they get out, they'll walk past the back of your car, normally they'll touch your trunk or your hood, or sorry, your trunk or your, or your B pillars, one of the, like, the pillars in the back of your car. Then when they, you know, approach you, you know, they'll have their lights shining on you or they'll, they'll kind of sound, you know, uh, come at a weird angle. If you ever realize it, when they walk up, yeah. try to kind of come at an angle on you and stuff like that. Those are all just like safety precaution things. Like that. I did, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, now I'm saying that for our listeners, it's not just for you, you know this, but like for our listeners, why they do this, right. These are all like safety and, and, and procedural things to do for their safety. And just so they can have the jump on you in case you did have something or you were a bad person. Right. So that's all fine. That's a normal traffic stop it happens all the time. High Higher traffic stops are when, and, and even then on a regular traffic stop, um, a lot of police departments have it where a if they don't get a full backup, like doesn't actually come, they'll have that drive by. So if you notice if you get pulled over, there's a, a cop car drives by the opposite direction or drives <laughs> by past you. That that that's a standard, almost countrywide, you know, almost nationwide. That's a standard uh, during a traffic stop is that is that someone's going to provide backup. So and and the you know if the person's if the guy's like I'm I'm good or like this guy seems compliant or or no want to warrants, they'll just do a drive by backup. You know, they'll just drive by and the car driving by is actually looking at you. If you ever notice it, actually looking at you to kind of see what you, you know what I mean? To see if they can radio something in real quickly, just in case, but they'll do a little quick drive. by That way, you know, oh, there's more people in the area. That's a lucky one. Right. No, those those are normal.
1: Sometimes you get like five cars on you and it's what's a and, routine correct. Stop. And, so, and so that's <laughs> what
0: this one was, right? This was a, this was a routine I made a right turn where you couldn't make a right turn. I was new to the area. I didn't realize that there was a no, no turn on red in certain hours of the day. I just didn't know that, right? So I make a turn on the red uh, and make a right turn on red. And so, yeah, that cop pulls up. Two other cops pull up behind it. Uh, when the cop gets out, the female cop. Flanks far right, you know, so passenger side, and comes at a really weird, like far angle in to make sure, and had her hand ready to go. Other officer comes in on the on the left side does the same thing, kind of flanks out. More guys. but yeah, you know I mean, it's, it's a high risk, and they're basically expecting that something's going to go down um, yeah. on the thing. And it's like, why? Like I'm in a fairly nice neighborhood again. Yeah, you know I mean, and 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 I'm not wearing a business suit. You know, I was wearing suits to work every day, but I wasn't wearing a suit at the time. But it's like, you know. There's no reason for you to be doing all this. No reason for you to have all this kind of stuff, and um, just you know, just for making a, a, a turn on a red light, right, and making a right turn on a red light, and so, and they didn't do any of the. Filled sobriety or anything like that, right? They didn't put their head in to like accept to see if I had alcohol or anything like that stuff, which is like, oh, maybe they thought I was inebriated or partying or something of that nature. None of that stuff. This was, they thought I was a drug dealer because I was driving a hoopty and they wanted to, you know what I mean? And they were were ready for a showdown, right? Like that's what this was. And so, uh, you know, and, and so they approached me. After, after this whole long big charade of making sure, like, like I'm not gonna do anything, then they finally approached me and, and, and grilled me on some questions like, where am I going? Where did I come from? You know, who am I going to? Do I know where I am? All this kind of stuff.
1: And then you take
0: the key out to the ignition and throw it uh, <laughs> And so, yeah, so they made it to Tony. You know, and I had already, uh, I already put the car. Actually, I had turned off the car. I had put the car and brake or and park yeah. fully in park, you know, have the parking, uh, parking stick up or whatever like that. So, you know, I mean, like, you kind of pre-posture a lot of times. Like if you're black and you've been pulled over before, or if you're black-haired yeah, parents, yeah. you pre-posture, right? You know the deal. You pre-posture. So my hands were clearly visible. I had a light on. I already had my window, like, actually rolled down. Like, it was like, I right, pre-posture, just so they knew, like, hey, I'm good. But I'm watching through my mirrors as they're doing this stuff. I'm like, yo, these people are doing a full-on high-risk traffic stop as if they think, like, like I'm a, you know what I mean like they think I'm a bad person. So i am thinking yeah. good, all this kind of stuff. And so then I threw out the oh well, you know, I'm ex military and I just moved here, you know, I tried to throw all the like nice things I knew, right? You yeah. know, oh, you know, I was probably law enforcement or this or that to kinda like ease them up and make them feel a little less like, hey, blah blah you know, hey, watch It doesn't oh. matter. It doesn't and, matter. But it's like but the <laughs> but it's the point that you, they that they were starting at such a high risk, right? You know, it's like you said, right? It's fresh and it's a point that, that without knowing me, without anything, you're just prejudging me yeah I mean I make more than you guys do. <laughs> because I know the like I make more than you guys do. And yeah but you're prejudging me just based off of based off of off of what kind of car I drove at the time, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know <laughs> Yeah
1: next next time we have to talk about the use of force of how the cops uses the force yeah, d- yeah definitely we can go and, that. and discriminate and, and and stuff like that. We're gonna talk about that next time. Oh you know who had a uh your your story remind me of the story from First Prince of Bel Air. Where uh, good. That's where Carlton, I got that from. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, Carlton Banks realized racism for the for the first time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Because he is considered the the stereotypical like Uncle Tom kind of uh black. Where uh, right. He lives in uh, a good neighborhood, rich, wealthy, fits in with the white people. The white people think that he's one of them because he has money, but he doesn't realize. They might be talking behind their backs or whatever. They don't show that part of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but they show this one iconic part where they got pulled over because it was driving a nice car, similar with uh, the reverse of what you were Yeah, I do remember that. A it would yep. happen legitimately. It would happen, like, let, let the viewers know. It would happen even worse if we drove a nice car. Yep. Like, we get pulled over even more if we drove a nice car. Uh, so, um, yeah, so they get pulled over, you know i mean fresh prince put his hands on there he like put your hands on the, put your hands on the car you're like no, no officer this is my dad's car yeah my dad's <laughs> car yeah you're like oh, carlton put your hands behind your back you know what i mean like, yeah <laughs> yep. you already need a deal you're like why we're going to jail like <laughs>
0: yeah uh, we're getting uh, close that, to the that. end of our time so we won't go too deep but i do remember that and the one big thing right is kind of like what you said way early on in this in this Podcast, we talk about how sometimes you get like you get hit on by the other blacks, and Will was upset with Carlton for it because it's like, why don't you know this right? Like you should you should be preposterous, you should know the deal, you shouldn't be talking back to that cop. Um. when in reality Carlton wasn't doing anything wrong right like in a good in a perfect world he was he wasn't doing the wrong. he was right like what the fuck's going on why you guys just bust over but Will knew the deal right like like, like Will been there done that before he knew that deal he knew what was coming yeah Yeah. (laughs) he knew it was coming this wasn't and uh um...
1: Carlton lived in the reality of where the common white folk live right now right like where they can say those typical things those type of things and uh, get away with it yep uh so we're going to uh, do uh end of show right now because it's coming up to the time that we have to stop airing. Uh, do you have any last thoughts?
0: Yeah. You know, I will say that as a whole, right? Like, like in, in the big picture of things, um, the, the U.S. is trying to go in the right direction. And it's like a two, it's like a two step forward, one step back kind of deal, right? Where, where you know, we're talking about the past 10 years now, we've made some good strides or we've had, we've had a black president before or we've done things here to break the barrier before, right? We had the the black superhero shows of superhero movies have made like, you know, big strides and done great things and then we, you know, but then we do uh, another shooting or we do something else. So it's like, yeah. We are moving in the right direction, and it's frustrating because we're slowly doing it. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 like, you know, like for, for now we've been living in this our whole life where we're like, we just yeah. want to get to the next step already because we've been doing with this for a yeah. while now. But we are y'all, happy. Y'all just
1: seen it. you just yeah. seen it. Like, I can't believe this black guy his knee put on his, his neck. I thought that was a common practice. It's always been happening. Right. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's John, normal. This has been going on. I've seen this. Like personally, I seen this happen. I seen cops harass uh blacks. I seen I seen that we this is normal for us. Right. So it's uh like now that it's coming to the light. And then uh, the weird thing is that uh, people uh like the Democ uh the Democrats, I seen uh one picture of Democrats uh kneeling. I don't know if it's Democrats, so I don't know what, what they were, but they was kneeling and they were putting up the black power sign with African garb on. Like this is how ignorant they are of the culture, of our culture itself. Right. So, like I know they're trying, but <laughs> come yeah.
0: on. Yeah, I mean no, that's right. That's the thing. It's like, hey, <laughs> we we love you guys, and, and we know you guys are trying. And so, you know, so we get frustrated with you guys because you're trying, you make a mistake. It's okay. You know, we're going to be frustrated with it. We're allowed to be frustrated with it because, again, we've lived through this and we've seen it longer and our parents have lived through this and our grandparents have lived through this. Um, so, you know, our great-grandparents, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? So it's like, so, so it's okay if we get frustrated, but we are, as a whole, we are happy that you're trying, right? I'd rather you be trying and, and, and make bad mistakes or be trying to do it then just not try at all so we are glad that, the that people in the right are trying place. yeah right yeah the, the heart right. is in the right place and, and I think mine <laughs> is not <it? laughs> <laughs> but right but but seriously the heart is in the right place and so we are glad that you guys are you know we're glad that yes, people are are, are are trying and going and so even though like we we laugh and joke and get frustrated sometimes about it it's still good overall you know yes. what I mean? Over, overall, it's, it, we're we're heading in the right direction, and so you know we got to keep it up, right? Yeah. We can't we can't slow down. We got to keep this up. We got to keep going. I'll do my one last thing before I turn this love off. Love
1: your neighbors, <laughs> love your friends, uh, practice safety. Like, oh, you want? I thought you was going to no go adopted. ahead. No, no go ahead. Oh no! I was just telling them just to to care for each other.
0: Yeah.
1: If we all care for each other, pretty much, love your neighbor. Love your friends, love your family and just be uh just an overall caring person, this world can end up being better.
0: Yep. Yeah, hey, I like that. We'll end it on that. You guys have All a good right, night. Yeah.